This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. All right, hello and welcome back, Disaster Divas. I love that. To the Disaster Girls podcast. It is I, Jordan Cruciola, along with Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody. Uh, this week, I think I, I think I maybe bullied the group yeah. into uh, our selection this time around. It is, um, it is on my vulture picks for top horror films of the year so far for 2019, actually. But it, it is, came out in 2017. This is what I'm confused. But America, I don't, oh. I do it for American distribution. Oh, okay. Ameri- if, 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 a, if a movie distributes in America, even if it came out a year or two ago in Japan, even if it played the festival circuit years ago, I don't count something in a best of list and mm. I don't think anyone okay. else should either. Sure. <laughs> unless it is available to the consumers of the United States where we are based. Because I, don't tell me about a movie that's that's one of your favorites that I just can't see. No U.S. distribution yet. It does nothing for me. Okay. So what we're talking about today does have U.S. distribution if you are a Shutter subscriber. And it is called Boar. 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 More like boar. Am I? <laughs> Not to me. What and if that 30 to 50 feral hogs tweet was actually just like an attempt at making a viral tweet to raise the hype for boar? I mean, wouldn't have been the worst idea. Really caught on. Yeah. If that had found a trail of breadcrumbs back to Shudder, that was the biggest thing on the internet for like 36 hours. So that would have been a pretty good turnout yeah. for old Shudder. But what a, a, do you want to describe Boar? Should I describe Boar? Should somebody uh, with like a less well, hyped opinion on you, Boar yeah, talk you're, about you're, it? You're hyped on it. Yeah. I, you know, and, uh, Anyway, uh, so Boar, to talk about what Boar is, Boar is about a uh, very large wild boar Mm -hmm. terrorizing the Australian outback countryside. It's about the size of a van. It's like the size of a van. So here's the thing. In the description of Boar, and I think this is part of why I was confused going in, was that it is described when you Google Boar, you'll find the description, having outgrown a minivan. And in my head, I was like, I want to see the scene where this boar breaks out of the minivan that it's been raised in. So you really literally read I that. literally thought. Think you were being obtuse on that. No, I wasn't. You're I just, willfully. No, I genuinely was like, having outgrown a minivan, I tweeted about it. I was like, this is really a peculiar, who is keeping a boar in a minivan? I just sure. genuinely. It seems so silly that it would be a hyper little reading of something. I just, I was like, maybe, well, I thought it was like, maybe these guys, like maybe it was an Australian guy who like has a pet pig that he drives around in his van around the Australian countryside and then it it takes on freakish proportions and then it starts terrorizing the countryside Mm -hmm. it was not until you and I were sitting here discussing the movie just now Mm -hmm. and then I was like wait so we never explained the minivan. Did I hallucinate the minivan? And then I realized, oh no, that was their metric of size. Yes. So having outgrown the size of a minivan. Sure. It is that large and it terrorizes the Australian countryside, um, taking with it in its reign of terror the better part of an Australian family, yeah. um, a very lovable father leaving behind his his stepfather. St- st- was it? No, stepfather. No, no, no. I, I, stepfather. I'm talking about Ken. 
Oh, Ken. Yeah, no, it took out the stuff. It took out a lot of because there took are out multiple families at play here. Yeah, it, there are multiple families. It took out multiple members of families. It took out a lot of horny teens in the woods. Yeah, it was a reign of terror um, until it was stopped by one woman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but along the way, we do meet um, what's his name? Because from Nathan Jones. Yeah, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones, a bear of a man. Yeah, Nathan Jones is uh, not the star uh, by listing, but definitely the star spiritually and holistically of this movie. Uh, he, you will likely know him best as playing uh, the massive Rictus Erectus mm-hmm. in Mad Max Fury Road, who is the giant bald man that uh, has a... Um, an oxygen tank that he breathes through in the movie. And uh, it also has Bill Mosley, a favorite cast member of Rob Zombie, playing a kindly stepdad as opposed to a sadistic uh, sort of shit-kicking serial killer. And uh, a host of uh, native Aussie actors. So many who's who of of Aussie actors who could be Crocodile Dundee's relatives. It, it it, It gives a real kind of authentic feel to a real slice of life feel to the proceedings in Boar, where you feel like you're just kind of like dropped into these people's days and uh, in these extraordinary circumstances, you get, you get good local vibes there at the, so the community pub. There were so many other movies I wanted to watch while watching this movie based entirely off of the characters. <laughs> Their <laughs> characters are great. When characters Bernie, welcome. When Bernie knocks out, <laughs> yeah. just knocks out a dude sexually harassing harassing Sasha at yeah, the bar. The bartender, the bartender, the bartender the Sasha. The bar owner, Sasha. Yep. I'm assuming she owns it. Yeah, um, she does. She said, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Yeah. "I should never have bought a pub." Yeah. So Sasha and some dude just slaps her on the ass, and she's angry at him. And then Bernie walks in and just like caveman clubs him over the head and drags he him out. He slams his face into a table. This and is also an hour into the movie. Yeah, this is like I, this an is establishing not, thing, but mm, it's yeah. like <laughs> it's well into the movie, and Bernie and Sasha never interact again. And inaccurate. Well, uh, they don't really interact at that point. There's not like there's a scene with Bernie and right. Sasha. It's, it's established though that like they have a connection. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're the getting ahead being, of ourselves. Uh, the point being, there were so many other movies within this movie that I wanted to watch. I would have spent an hour and a half at Sasha's Pub. I would Could've watch a, a 90, series. I would Could've watch a 30-minute show every week of Sasha's Pub. Mm-hmm. I'd tune into that. Yes, absolutely. And I that I, I think that will that springs us into our reality index. Yes. And as I told you before we started this, I really bought into pretty much everything happening here. Yeah. I believe in Boar. I believe in these people. I believe they're basically real and that a camera crew just showed up and filmed most of them. I believe in their authenticity. I believe in the van-sized Boar. And, yeah. uh, but I, I, there are certainly points of uh, contention that I have. But for the most part, I'm totally bought into this world. And I also have a big affection generally for... Uh, Australian genre cinema they have a tremendous tradition of horror films and then there's of course like a great strain of the the disaster wild of the outback you have movies like um, Razorback which is a real or uh, wild pig movie and then you have Rogue and Blackwater which are great uh, crocodile movies so it there's just that that wonderful sort of strain of um the size and unknowability of the uh, Australian outback being the vast majority of the country at odds with its much more developed uh, sort of white communities on the perimeter. Honestly, you're the only person I know who can say the phrase, like, I have a great affection, deal of affection for Australian cinema, mm-hmm. and Love. it not feel pretentious. And just like, <laughs> no, that's just... Like, if anybody else said that, I'd be like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. they are just trying to show how much they know about this subject, this is... Obno-. But, like, with you, I'm like, 
yeah, yeah i just want the people jordan, to know i just want the jordan people to know loves australian cinema I do. um horror cinema because why wouldn't she yeah no it's, that it's is very on message yeah it's extremely like that is just not that's not a point of pretentious from pretension from you it's just jordan enjoying a thing <laughs> and uh i feel like one of our our, our first topics to broach in reality is uh I think a John Jarrett, who plays uh, Sasha, the bar owner's salty dad, Ken, Ken is just tremendous. I feel like he's, I, I meet him, he's like a father figure I've known my entire life. Yeah. He, maybe he's a weird father figure, but I'm just like, oh yeah, it's Sasha and my friend's dad, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. What a lovable, what a lovable rogue that guy is. I adored Ken. I was so mad when we lost Ken. Yeah. Because I wanted Ken through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted mm-hmm. him, when he and Blue were hanging out by the campfire, Drunk, I was like, oh, they're the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this movie. <laughs> yeah. They are the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Boar. Yeah. I will watch an entire movie of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Boar, of drunken bar, of drunken, like, just outback dudes. Yeah, older, I older outback in. dudes. Salty outback guys. I'm in. And, like, a sweet, a real sweetness to him, which was unexpected. There really was. There was such a sweetness to him. When, even we, under when, the he, when he meets up with his daughter in her pub in the morning to help her get it set up, he's oh, like, and he's just he calls gossip. her possum. When he calls her possum. He calls her possum. Which is not an endearing necessarily like animal. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like, I wonder kind of what that backstory of that adorable like right, name yeah. is. Of, like, she surely grew up wrestling possums. With a dad like that, she grew up wrestling possums oh, on the property. Sure. Um, and they they have this great interaction when she is setting up the bar. He sees the other protagonists of the story, the family. It is a mother, stepdad, uh, their their son and daughter, and the daughter's shitty boyfriend. And um, Ken sees them from across the street, and as he's ogling the mom, first of all, which he describes her ass as two was, possums fighting, I think, in a bag. Was he so, ogling yes, the mom or the daughter? He was, I think he, he was, was ogling. Because she gave him an age that she, no, like, she was oh, ogling, the daughter. He was ogling the daughter, was ogling making the daughter. out with her shitty boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. And then he recognized mom. He's like, don't we know her? Yeah. That's yeah. my Australian <laughs> <Yeah>. accent. <laughs> yes. Hopefully that'll make frequent appearances throughout I, this conversation. I, that just, I started to do, I was like, don't. And then I was like, oh, I don't know the, any of the other, I don't know how any of their sounds. vowels sound. Chew the sounds. You've got I don't know. I, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, And he, like, she's... Sasha's trying to get him to help set up the bar and he's just like we know them we know that yeah. family and that is absolutely what your annoying dad does and that when you're just like trying to get his attention to have him do something and, and he's, he's like no no no, no no we met them 38 years ago yeah you don't remember them yeah no no he's the brother his brother was the guy who <laughs> that one time and you're just like dad please yeah no. and it's and yeah. it's every phone conversation you've had with your parents if they like live out of state and they're like wait I saw your friend in the store you're like mom that's been since kindergarten like yeah. we had class together one year and then you stayed in touch with her parents like (laughs) (laughs) we didn't keep in touch even through middle school dad but I did appreciate that that never paid off no it didn't so that was the thing like that that I just really enjoyed when you're talking about like you were talking before about the kind of the color of the movie and Mm -hmm. like how you felt like it was plopped down in the middle. Like I did appreciate there were times I was like, I don't know why we're doing this. (laughs) Why are we going into this so deeply? Yeah. (laughs) They were like side quests. Yeah. When the pair, so when we meet that, that we'll get to them eventually when we meet the other family. Yeah. And we meet them in the first like 20 minutes and then they disappear for the next 40. Yeah. They're gone for a while. And I was just like, what was that just, because someone wanted to have okay <laughs> did someone just want to get their buddy a gig like what just happened here so i did appreciate like much like those scenes in sasha's bar yeah we're either halfway through once we've seen proof that the 
the boar exists. And yeah. then this guy goes on this long monologue about right. who we never see him again. Well, yeah, he's just a barfly. He's a barfly who gets in a Sasha's lengthy pub. monologue in Sasha's pub about seeing a boar the size of a minivan. And yet we never see him. And I'm like, what? Why did we? Did we? Do we need that? Okay, yeah, we needed, we needed it because we needed to be in the world. We, apparently, and we, this is this gentleman uh, gives us a phrase that uh, the fun of the fun of watching um, Australian movies too is picking up on the uh, colloquialisms, and one that the the crazy bar gadfly drops when he's trying to explain to everybody like, no, there is this giant boar, there's this giant pig out in the wild, and he's ripping up fences and he's killing people, and I wasn't just drunk at the time; I really did see it, and he. Um, he like in a in a in a self aware way says something like like I know you guys think I've got quote I've got a few loose a few ruse loose in the top paddock sure. as an expression of his look I know you think I'm crazy yeah and that was a good a that was a really charming in the top yeah a few ruse loose in the top paddock and I was like that is a set of references isolated that I don't get but together I I see the picture and I I feel the kind of crazy that people project onto you. I miss that. You in, crazy in my drunkard. Head, that is adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mental image of how, what that means is <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining like in Looney Tunes, there's that one, ep- there's that one episode with Tom and Jerry where there's a kangaroo and Jerry gets, the, makes friends with the kangaroo. Yeah. And it's a really cute one. And then it hits Tom in the face. <laughs> um, but I'm just imagining like little cartoon kangaroos yeah. bouncing around loose while some like, while this old guy is now, no, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. He's got two roos loose two in the top paddock. Two roos loose in the, in the top paddock. Oh, I enjoy that. <laughs> and it, we, when we meet uh, the sort of primary family, the like primary yeah. nuclear family on the journey, um, I found that there was a believable, like annoying energy about them. It was, it's a, it's a try hard stepdad. who's Bill Mosley with his, uh, his wife, who's Australian and, and her two kids. And they presumably live in Australia altogether. And then you have like the annoying horny daughter with her shitty horny bo- boyfriend. And yeah. then like the malcontent teen brother and, um, dad, stepdad, Bruce, uh, gives us another great ism, which he bastardizes initially, uh, by saying he is like he's like gotta stop soon like I feel the cabin fever building up in the car and um, expressing his own at level of appetite says I'm hungry enough to eat the crotch out of a low flying duck yeah now Bruce doesn't get that right is that what your research reflects so having researched this yeah this is reality index time so fact check hopefully Google does not lead us astray no, on Australian apparently, colloquialisms apparently that is actually so shitty shitty boyfriend is like that's not it and that is technically I did it when I googled it is a they're an urban dictionary, but technically the phrase is what he described. It's it could be either way, which is I am so hungry I could eat the ass out of a low flying duck. Okay, um, and definitely it, better. Just to tell you how widespread this is, I found on Facebook some some restaurant Robin's Nest. Are you hungry enough to eat the ass out of a low-flying duck? Oh. Well, come into Robin's for all you can eat. Carvery, three courses, soups and rolls, main six meats, seven (laughs) veggies, yummy, yummy ice cream starting now until late. Hold on, though. Was that post before or after the movie board came out? Uh, (laughs) This was... I guess after June twenty third, because they might it might have become no, you know no no this is but you you see you have a cross reference I have a cross reference okay um and the idea behind this is that um you are so hungry mm-hmm. that you could jump up in the air and mm-hmm. bite 
a duck in the ass. Ah. And catch it with your teeth and, yeah. and bite the ass out of the duck. Yeah. Now, related but unrelated, <laughs> um, as I was Googling this, I also found on quotes.net. Quotes.net. Uh, Consider the source, everybody. This, this is a, no, this is good. Um, apparently, there is a quote from Point Break oh. in which Gary oh. Busey's character says, I'm so hungry, I could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. Okay. So totally so the asses feel. of animals. The asses eating. But see, this is different, though. Because and if I heard like, that in context, I'd be like, oh, that's just Gary Busey. Right. And so that's the thing. But that's a slightly different take on it. Because this is like, I'm so hungry, I could jump up into the air and leap into the air and catch with my teeth like a feral creature. Right. A bird flying. I just wanted to share with you that Gary Busey also once said on on film that he could eat the ass end of a dead rhino. Okay, yeah. It seems like, it, they feel like companions. It, yeah. it feels like, They're, so yeah. uh, Bruce may have uh, fucked that up, but he is coming from a place of a... Uh, Verbal uh, honesty, and again, I vernacular, see, vernacular I accuracy. I saw this crutch, C R U T C H, which I don't know if that's like an Aussie way of saying crotch. Okay, I, because I don't think that a bird that's flying would have a crutch. That seems unlikely. I, birds in any context might not have crutches. True, <laughs> seems less it than seems likely. Less, seems unlikely. Um, but <clears throat> I, I justice for Bruce on this one. I do believe <laughs> that um, that Bill was or Bruce was not wrong. Okay, and that shitty boyfriend was just kind of being shitty yeah they really set him up from the beginning for you to hate him yeah and and they commit to that although they also like that whole so that family dynamic to me yeah you you this is i was really on board with it and you seem to feel contrary i i just i had a lot of questions about how much conversation was happening in that car about roadhead so casually right yeah. it was, was like, a very forward family conversation really about just shooting the shit about roadhead here right the the daughter the son implies that his girl the the, the boyfriend sister. implies that the teenage girl or perhaps early 20 somethings is gonna give him a blowjob in the backseat of the car of this packed family suv yeah. that's my biggest question here is has anyone ever dated a guy who does that yeah like and and wasn't the father didn't immediately pull over and be like you're getting out of my car right now, son. Right. Well, like stepdad. I feel like the I, stepdad is mm. kind of like a you're not my father moment. And that's why it felt kind of authentic to me with the way. I mean, that was an extreme example. In which case, you know what the mom deserved for all of her children to die? <laughs> because what the actual fuck? Like, yeah. No, it was it was jarring was, that she was letting this terrible boyfriend come terrible. along. Yeah. They were very tolerant of the terrible. Boyfriend. They were so tolerant of the terrible boyfriend when he wasn't just like annoying and hypersexual with their child. But it was like. You're clearly an asshole. You're clearly yeah. a dickhead of a child. And also, you know what? Also weirdly hypersexual in front of her brother and parents. In, Again, in a packed shoulder to shoulder car. they were just making out. He's making roadhead jokes. The mother made a roadhead joke. And like... No, I, she's saying don't do that. That's unsafe. No, she's joking about making out with her her Yeah, she's like, we make out all the time. So they were very comfortable exchanging. I just, but maybe, uh, maybe I'm just an American, you know, top button buttoned kind of person. And that's why it's alarming to me. I don't know. I don't know if the norms are different. I don't know. It just, it seemed very unusual. Then again, the, the, um, Ken did also make a joke with his daughter, with Sasha about getting an erection. So right, yeah. What like, she was like, he's she's like she's too young for you. And he says, if you can still raise a sword, you're still in the fight. Yeah, which I was like, well, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a perfect idiom for this man. <laughs> yes. Well, as the as the family travels along and they stop to satiate 
um, Bruce's voracious hunger for the ass of a duck. Yeah. Um, they meet up with, they're headed to the mom. They're headed to her brother's house. So they're going to meet uncle Bernie and uncle Bernie Bernie is the moving mountain that is Nathan Jones. I genuinely didn't realize how big he was. And you meet him, you meet him as he's feeding a, a, herd of baby lambs with a bottle and he's sitting on the ground and he just has his his wild-eyed nathan jones like many teethed (laughs) grin about him just a gentle man of the land and then his family gets there and he's so excited to see them and he's picking up and spinning the girls around like they are truly not even like a sack of flour like it's a can of soda yeah and then he is i mean he's when you say we talk about the mountain from game of thrones like he's that size if not taller he I genuinely like I having not seen Mad Fury Road I didn't know going in how big he was and when he was sitting there with the lambs I'm like that seems like what a weird perspective he seems really big right that's a really weird forced perspective and then the family walks up and I'm just like oh I see everyone else looks like a hobbit would you like to know how tall he is yes six foot eleven Oh, God. Oh, my God. Larger than you were expecting, Yeah, right? no, honestly, well, I thought maybe it it bolstered how tall he seemed because he's just so broad sure. and huge. Sure, and cameras yeah. do but that But truly seven I feet yeah. tall. I would have gone six the foot The rock would have looked very small next to him. Because, yeah. yeah, he's broad and, like, and not, like, and not bodybuilder mm-hmm. big in the way that it's, like, kind of a thick barrel. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's thick, but he's also got, like, discernible pectorals Yeah. Would you like biceps? to know how much he weighs before Amanda looks it up? I'm not. I'm looking oh, up yeah. how big the mountain is now. I really, I really do want to... 320 pounds. Wow. Mostly muscle too I mean, on that guy. The thing is, guy. is that with his skeleton, like with his body, when you're saying that he's like, he's just broad, it's because in the same way yeah. that like King Kong can't really exist because his musculature wouldn't be able to support. <laughs> like, yeah, he has to be that big and yeah. to support that much. Six foot seven. Yeah, he's, six he's eleven. Six eleven. Six eleven. Yeah. I keep thinking Nearly six foot seven. seven footer. Yeah, he's almost Ooh. as tall as Shaq. Like he's he is an NBA center. <laughs> He is taller than the mountain. The mountain is only six foot nine. Oh my, he's bigger than the mountain. He is bigger than the mountain. He would have won the Clegane Bowl. He is 6'11", and he is, is like, in terms of body mass, much larger than any NBA center. Yo, yeah, no, he's he's big for an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Indomitian Sue couldn't couldn't run up on that. Indomitian Sue is, like, 290, I think. (laughs) I just want to see, I want to stand next to him now just to be like yeah I'm a person and in the the incredible the the most the best thing about Nathan Jones Mm -hmm. is that like he can be alternately like sociopathic looking Mm -hmm. or the most like gleeful as as you described as Clifford the big red dog he was he was Clifford the big when he goes running up to his family and I'm just like well you're you just might crush them all under your pocket. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Look at you! Look at you, big old dog. And he—he's also like if you're if you're into big dudes, he's like Thanos. It's like looking at Thanos. Yeah. Like if you're into big dudes, I feel like American Twitter it would totally be thirsting after Nathan Jones yeah. about yeah. like throw me off a building, crush me like a walnut, like <laughs> ch- you know, yeah. choke me to death, ruin my life, destroy my credit. Nathan Jones. I like, just want him to. <laughs> Carry me around in his Twitter. Yeah, is waiting for Nathan Jones. I see. I don't want violence. I just want. I want him to pick me up tenderly, like like I'm a a little, (laughs) like like I'm a dandelion, and carry me, or like a duckling that he's trying to get safely across the road. And he felt he felt like a very he did feel like a very realistic character, despite his like cartoonish proportions, because he did seem like a big silly person Mm -hmm. who would not be aware of his 
decide like yeah. he's aware of it when he, he needs has to exploit no it idea when he needs to exploit actually, it to yeah. like protect his family or or Sasha at the bar when he shows that very unchivalrous guy yeah like where to where to shove it um but it does feel like someone like that that kind of gleeful and joyful would would be totally unaware of their body in oh, space no he's he's Lenny with the rabbit <laughs> Like that's that's what happens. That's the risk you run every time that you say hello to him. Is right. that he might crush you with his hug by accident? Yeah, because you can tell his, he's full of love. He's just he loves you so hard that he sometimes <laughs> breaks your neck. And it really makes it makes the because because we unfortunately lose Ken, yeah. dear Ken, so early. Oh. Um, Bernie becomes our our hero, like yeah. the kind of guy you're going to assume. Like, all right, Bernie, it's on you to get us through this boar fighting journey. And the boar being the size of a van, and so is Nathan Jones. You're like, right. all right, this is equitable. So when it comes down to showdown time between the boar and Bernie, yeah. and it like he's going at him with a knife the size of my femur, but then he loses the knife, and he's just straight up fucking he punching. He starts punching yeah. the boar, punching the boar in the face, yeah. and you're like would happen yeah viable fight genuinely yeah. i'm surprised that the board didn't take one look at him and was like you know what no not my you. fight yeah <laughs> not my like, no as as you discussed uh off the pod um the board doesn't seem we're questioning the board's motivations for well, killing yeah we, we, sh- we should get into that a little further but i want to just touch a little bit further on on nathan jones first which is <laughs> yeah. the best There's part a of lot the whole, to touch oh my god the, my favorite part of the movie and again that thing where i'm like i would yeah. live in an entirety of this movie yep. is when he's singing ice ice baby in the car yeah I fully believe that he knew every lyric to that song. He is that driving is- his Jeep, which they call affectionately the Troopy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to see, he's going to look for Ken. He's going to look for Ken in blue because he sees Sasha at the pub. And Sasha's like, you see my dad out there? Like he hasn't gotten in touch. This isn't like him. He said he was going to reach out to me in the morning. He went camping. I'm worried. So being the chivalrous, nice guy that Bernie is, yeah. he checks out on his family for a little bit. They're at a swimming hole. He's like, I'm going to go for a half an hour. He tosses his nephew into the water. Yeah, just with the, e- with the ease of blowing a, a feather into the wind yeah. really and Bernie sets out in the troopy to go look for Ken and Blue and he puts on the hits yeah and he puts on Ice Ice Baby and you're like it, it starts out with you know din, 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 din. you're like is he gonna is he gonna do it and then, and then just full on not lip sync like just full on, full on goes rapping stop and you're like, yes, this is happening. Like, Jason, you're shaking your head, and I just want to know why you hate Joy. Oh no, I loved it. I loved it. I I I was very happy that like so the first part he yeah. nails it. Yeah, yeah. But then at the longer it goes, the less he's fully nailing it, and like the less he actually knows <laughs> the lyrics. Was also which I believe the enthusiasm yeah. stays high. The enthusiasm yeah. and at some stays point, And the blown. point when he looks at the camera oh. ever so briefly. Yeah. Like in the like it's right before turn on the lights and all glow, and yes. he just like shoots the camera a look with his wild Nathan Jones eyes it is and that like that that leads directly into the car being broadsided by a boar running at him is it's a tremendous sequence like that's what you tune into that in and of itself a a creature feature for that kind of spectacle legitimately surprised me because like they also they don't (laughs) they didn't do the thing that movies always do when someone's about to get their car blindsided which is, you know, set up the camera like yeah. on their lap, like <laughs> yeah. looking out the window or yeah, whatever. Yes. It's like, no, 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 no. We're no, just going to, it's just going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it also, because it also would have had an, it also would have had a big, big impact totally. if he had found Ken in blue. Right. And, but, and you would have been like, oh no, now he has to tell Sasha. But instead he doesn't even get there and the boar just way lays him in progress. Yeah. <laughs> and when that, when the, the car gets slipped by the boar, that sets in the chain of events of Bruce, who Bernie calls Bruiser. That sets in the chain events of Bruiser and the boyfriend, Robbie. They're going to go out and be like, what was that sound? Let's investigate. And that is when they find their encounter with the boar. Yeah. 
which I and it it ends badly for Bruiser first because of that asshole. Yeah, because that asshole who's like, I want to marry your stepdaughter, and he's like, marriage is a serious thing, and he's being a real shitty kid to him, like the guy's trying to give him some pragmatic advice. Yeah, and and he's like, you really haven't been dating that long, maybe you don't want to get married to her. And then he's like, well, how many times have you been married? And then we learn the totally unnecessary fact about Bruce that he's been married three times. He's been married. He's on his third marriage. That is a lot of information about Bruce. And then like right as that happens, and we're like, and he's like, well, that's why I'm telling you that you know marriage is a serious thing and yeah. then the boar apparates into scene <laughs> yes this will lead to because, a critical point of reality because indexing. the boar is is a silent <laughs> the boar proves to be silent a couple times oh, that was consistently a thing <laughs> but so the boar like apparates into scene and then just like and then robbie fucking robbie just full on, instead of having any reaction that a normal person would have, which is like, holy shit, that's a giant boar. Yeah. Or, oh my God, don't move. He shoves him. He just shoves Bruce which, like, into the line like of fire. Was, it was as if he was expecting to see a giant boar <laughs> yeah. in the woods. He was and expecting was, a way to kill Bruce. Yeah, that's why he was like, I'll come along with you, Bruce. I'm going to kill you one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes with shoving him into a boar, yeah. which is really a, a choice that was a risky endeavor. <laughs> yeah. Who knew that that boar was going to immediately have a bloodlust? Yeah, yeah, like, he didn't know. He, he didn't, didn't know. know. But and then he takes off running. I liked that. One of the things that I did, and the boar does uh, grab Bruce by the head and rip it off. Yes, and and we do get a close up of Bruce's severed head on yes. the ground. So yes. yeah, we you have to say goodbye to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like how we got that good death scene from Shelley Winters last week. <laughs> yeah. This week we get Bruce's severed head on the ground. And, and Robbie, like a little bitch, takes off just running. running. I, yeah, which by the way, when when his girlfriend, when when shitty daughter and Debbie, yeah. see him running. <laughs> It takes a long Boy, time so long. for them to figure out something has gone horribly awry. He is running from such a long distance. Yelling, run, run, yeah, run. What do you think it is? What's what do you think on? it is? Is he playing a joke? Like, what, is this a common joke that he plays, guys? Also, it's a pretty unobstructed place that he's running in. Right? <laughs> right. No, he's, he's running just he is down it's, a hillside. You can see him the whole time. It's like yeah. it's like holding a door for somebody from so far away, and yeah. there's just yeah. this lag in time of like, oh, this this process has been happening yeah. for a really long well, time. Because considering, and yeah. that's a lot of things in this movie. That's like my one thing in this movie is that every single scene lasts way longer than it ever should. Yeah. Um. But my other the the thing about the running was. All of a sudden, the boar sneaks up on him, right. and everyone acts like they're surprised. The boar comes out of a completely different direction, which is again why I think that because this boar can teleport. It could probably, tell, but even even like, it was an open field. Yeah. Why did none of them go, "Hey, giant boar chasing <laughs> you"? No, that is extremely true. The boar coming out of nowhere is hilarious yeah. in this broadly open space. Like, there's the, there's the shot on Robbie is so tight. Yeah. Like, we have no idea what's going on, but they should have been able to see that boar running at him from 100 meters. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, but, it's, it, it's that, but it apparates, as you it said. <laughs> that's, but that's, that's why it was like, it's like there's been this, this the ongoing kind of joke trend in movies where, like, all of a sudden a car comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. on camera and just, like, hits the main character. Who's right, like a, like a Mean the, Girls style. Like, Mean Girls, a simple favorite happens. Yeah. Or, of course, the very popular, the clip that's supposed to Meet Joe around, Black. Meet Joe Black. <laughs> We're like the character's walking and then just out of nowhere. And it maybe is supposed to be a significant moment, but instead you're so startled that you just start laughing. Yeah. And this was, I'd like to think the Australian outback equivalent is like oh, <laughs> a boar that has outgrown the size of a minivan. Just a pe- just 
mainlining this dude. Yeah, we I, we definitely like that in a movie where you buy into a suspension of disbelief because it's about a giant pig um, that's just sport killing people in, in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. The lack of the the subtle what is it? stealthiness of the boar was difficult to wrap your brain around yeah. when you're hearing its cries and calls yeah. in the distance like a like a fucking Godzilla. Yeah. And then but it can elect to be a ninja. Yeah. Moving moving through the grass. Well, I mean that's the thing is that when, you know, in that scene where like the girl who I originally I thought that the couple that was like making out in the tent. Right. I was like, "Oh, cool. It's shitty stepdaughter and right we have a we have a pair of uh we other have two couples teenagers. camping uh, to give us like a good decorative kill scene sort of experience and of course they're having sex and so they, they're set up for a glorious yeah. end. and i thought that was again and i was like god is he really trying to have sex with her presumably in a tent adjacent to her mother and stepfather and yeah if so like and i fully expected it to pan over to like her brother lying in the tent with them like, <laughs> <Yeah>. please guys <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> i was waiting for that reveal yeah i was so confused um, and when he then ducked out and the boar shows up and it like very quickly whoosh, yeah, by, yeah. Whoosh, <laughs> in the background of the tent and then it, but it's silent <laughs> yeah. and all you hear is Until the dude a little bit screaming, a little bit of screaming and like chomping sounds, yeah. but you don't hear heavy hoof, like that should be a heavy. You would feel that would, thing coming. Yeah, you would, at a at run. Least, you would feel the vibration of that. At thing least coming. if it's walking by your tent, <laughs> yeah. you might hear a footstep or two. Like a, you hear a dog walking outside your tent. Something crackle, maybe <laughs> like something. Somebody stepping on a branch. Any number of things, but no. This this like silent ninja ninja boar I firmly believe had superpowers could hover over the ground so that it did not walk it did not walk and then it could just appear out of nowhere like when at the end when Debbie and teenage daughter are building fires which I'm like can someone please not build a fire like why would you we should build fire it's so cold can we build fires like you know what's really a good way to stay warm keep moving yeah <laughs> when they build fires and i'm like and then they turn around and the boar is just there right it's just there as and it I'm is like, want to do it's just how this is the it was the best i enjoyed it <laughs> so or when they're hidden in the shack with uh-huh. bernie and debbie yeah and shitty daughter in yep. the shack and he opens the door and the door has very the the boar has very politely <laughs> been waiting on the perimeter you're right of he has been shack. waiting he has just been killing time out there just hanging out like a reverse three little pigs situation <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, what is, how, what is this boar's superpower? I. What isn't it? I was amazed. You know what its power isn't is wiping its damn mouth. (laughs) I just wanted that boar to get a fucking wet nap at one point. It was, it was soaked in blood at that point. And it it was bloody the whole time. One of the, one of the best uh, blood soaked moments is uh, the, the kills are generally like it rips things apart. Like it's pretty expeditious with the deaths. Oh yeah. But then poor, I think it's Sherry. Who's one of the the camping camping people is in the in the woods. Yeah, her boyfriend gets dispatched pretty quickly, but then she uh, before he gets killed, she gets uh, impaled through the back of her neck out her mouth yeah. with a giant tusk Boy. and manages Excellent to use live. Of a tusk, by the way, yeah, manages to live. 
uh, despite being swung around just by the head and then chewed on for a while. And so then you see her hit the ground. And for for a movie that was pretty fair about how it eliminated people, it felt like Sherry didn't need to really stick around after being so violently maimed yeah. Yeah. No, by he, the ninja she, boar. I feel like she was somebody's like sister or girlfriend. And they were like, we need to give her a scene. So she gets the scene with Ken. And Ken was so tender Ken and kind so with her. That's when I really thought Ken was going to make it because of the fact that she, he has such a good, and I was like, this is going to be his, his moment. Where yeah. He, suddenly he finds realizes, her. He's like, we can't leave these kids behind. He tells blue, we got to go after yeah. him. And he finds, and then finds he Sherry blue, in the woods. She dies in his arms. This time is personal. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> and instead he dies off camera. And I was so disappointed. But to your point about her, like at that moment, when I realized that he, the boar had let her live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's one of two things here. <laughs> maybe this boar wouldn't have to kill so many people mm-hmm. if it ate a damn meal that's true like it did seem to leave most body most of the bodies behind it left the bodies behind mostly and i was like what does it want <laughs> what, is what does it want I, my problem with the boar truly was i did not understand the boar's motivation uh-huh um as a character <laughs> and now in retrospect i'm thinking back i'm like was she there to send a message Sherry, yeah, what like it, like because because w- as we see Ken go, we know that he has lost his dearly beloved wife Marianne yeah. uh, fifteen years ago. He's, uh, he very adorably says like fifteen years ago, I buried my fucking heart. Yeah, and Ooh. so after Sherry passes, when he can't save her, the boar gores him, and he like pulls out a knife and he's like, "I'm coming, Marianne," and that's his last gasp yeah. is to presumably stab it one or two times before he's that returned boar to gets her. Taken down a lot, <laughs> yeah, like. He Gets, that boar has a lot maybe the blood on his face which I assumed was from the fact that it just doesn't clean up like a raccoon normally cleans up right. from <laughs> it could just be constantly it could bleeding just be from its, it's like, face yeah, it's just like getting so many injuries it gets shot yep oh wait did we learn though that it didn't actually there were no bullets in the gun there it does get shot one it does time. Get shot yeah, one bl- time. yeah blue so lands one bullet blue gets a shot it gets stabbed in the face like this this boar takes some hits and yeah. just keeps going this and is- presumably it's old like it's been around long enough to become that size yeah and so it's probably taken hits in the past yeah but it just it, it incurs a lot of head face open wounds yeah that and so presumably maybe, are gushing blood throughout the movie so maybe it's maybe it's just constantly bleeding yeah. that could be it that could be the solution here because i was like as i was watching i'm like i get why you guys wanted to have blood on its face like it makes it look scary yeah it makes it's, it look less like a robot yeah, but like yes. but also i was like but i just really oh i just want to towel it off a little <laughs> like I, that was really my my one in that was like my one note for this boar is like i love what you're doing buddy keep doing it keep up the goring yeah keep up um, the goring but just like dip your face in the stream. Mm-hmm. Just rinse it off a little. Get a, yeah. Just like <laughs> Amanda was up. distracted by the amount of uh, borgor. Yeah, borgor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, I just but it, it was it was sport. You said it. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's just out there for fun. Yeah, and we. What I like about this movie is, despite the fact that we don't see characters for long stretches of time, I still feel like it goes quite quickly. So really, we go from like because they meet up with Bernie. The family meets up with Bernie in one afternoon. They go to a, like a pub that night. And then the next day is when we see the boar. So this is really only a 24 hour period. Yeah. This movie takes place over. And so when we meet Sasha, she's at her bar with her patrons. They're all like, you know, mixing it up together. She seems like she's sort of the center of town. She's the watering hole. Everybody loves Sasha. And so I'm, we get a great sense of her being a real ass kicker in yeah. her bar when she has to dispatch the guy who's sexually really assaulting her. Yeah. And she punches him in the face before Bernie comes in 
and uh, finishes the job for her. Um, we get a sense of her taking no shit from anyone. So when she finally enters into the film again at the end, you know, the family's taken a couple losses. Obviously we've lost Bruce. Shitty Robbie is gone. The son has been pulled away by a boar. Yeah. Um, and and at this point, Bernie is gone. Yeah. Bernie, after he lands a few good punches, takes a solid tusk to the gut that yeah. rips him open. Oh the, no, he keeps going. Oh yeah, he keeps going. Yeah. But then we cut away from him and the daughter and mom are away building fires instead of continuing to run. Yeah. So the, near the woods too. Yeah. And I was like, guys, can you at least be in an open plane? I know it can't like, I know it can just like teleport, but still at least get away. <laughs> just act like you're trying. Like seriously. <laughs> I, was, I was like, come on guys. I know you can do this. Like let's <laughs> put a little more effort into it. But no, they were just, they... Which, to be fair, I was actually rooting at that point for the mom to die, not like I normally do, where I'm like, oh, oh, I want okay. her to die. I was like, please, let, like, take this woman out of her misery. Like, how does she carry on? <laughs> yeah. She is, like, she did actually show one of the most sincere forms of at grief. At that point, she, she knows she's movie. lost her husband, and she thinks she's, she's lost, lost her, her brother and her son. Yeah, and her son dragged off in front of her eyes while she yeah. tries to save him. Yeah. It, it is some of the most sincere grief we've seen in any of these movies. Yeah. Yeah, like there was a great the, the family dynamics were yeah. very believable. Yeah, so in that moment, I actually was like, I hope that she dies because the only person <laughs> who I can see being like mentally and emotionally fit to soldier on yeah. from that like five sum mm-hmm. is the shitty step is a shitty daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's only because I don't know enough about her. Right, but, like. And and she was very bad at fake crying. Yeah, like yeah. she did oh not. She was not God. a good crier. That's a very good point. She was not. And I was like, uh, she's a sociopath. Very low on the believability okay. on the reality index was Her the crying was the daughter. Yeah, and she was, was like, the thinnest. She's a sociopath. She'll probably she can make it through this and be okay afterward. <laughs> <laughs> but but the but the mom, I was like, man, I just. So when they stopped and decided to build fires, I was like, well, one of two things is going to happen. Either the mom's going to finally bite it (laughs) or the mom is so dumb at this point, like, is so vulnerable emotionally that she has no survival skills. Right. Sure. In which case, like, you know what? It's up to the daughter. It's up to the daughter. (laughs) In which case, this is goodbye, mom. Yeah. I was fully expecting mom to die. Um and no. Well, and they didn't get themselves out of the pickle because that's no. when Sasha showed. They're like waving fire at this board Sasha and scaring it. Sasha ex machina. Yeah, Sasha ex machina shows up in her pickup truck that's not really that sturdy of a vehicle and just plows sidelong right into that fucking board. Which was a beautiful bit of symmetry. Yeah. That Bernie saves her from a pig. You're and right. Then, a pig in her bar. And then the pig hits Bernie in a car and then Sasha hits the pig with a car. And I was like, I enjoy that sort of little circle of life that just happened. Yep. You're so right. Yeah. And then, uh, that doesn't, that puts the boar down almost, but then he gets back again, gets back up again, of course. And that's when mom arms herself with a shotgun. Mom being anti-gun. Yeah. Being anti-gun in this movie, um, arms herself with a shotgun and finally dispatches it by putting a round right through its eyeball. Yeah. And then we are treated to the glorious catharsis of Nathan Jones, of Bernie coming out of the darkness, carrying his nephew. Yeah. Who his sister has screamed and punched at him. Why didn't you try and save my son? Why didn't you try? And I'm sorry, sis. I'm sorry, sis. Well, he does. He, he saved finds his- him fucking somewhere in the darkness i'm hoping pulls him to safety and you know brought what him back to his like boar nest <laughs> yeah. to make him like his boar wife and then like, nathan <laughs> jones went to the boar nest and found there's a whole other story in my head about this and yeah like, and where he set the boar nest on fire as well yeah. behind him yeah 
And absolutely with like his insides hanging on the outside. Yeah. Bernie is going to be able to find his nephew and pull like this guy's indestructible. Bernie's indestructible. I did have a question about like about Sasha handing the gun to Debbie Mm -hmm. and being like, here, Debbie, you do it. And I'm like, (laughs) how do you know? How do you know Debbie's a good shot? I would have trusted myself more if I were Sasha in that moment to to finish the job. Absolutely. Like Debbie's real shaky right there. (laughs) I don't know that I would trust Debbie with a lot of things in that situation. (laughs) Also not having known Debbie for years. Yeah. Despite, despite dad's memory. Dad, like dad recognizes her and she's like, oh yeah, I guess that could be Debbie. And then she's like, (laughs) but she never's like, we don't get the setup of like, oh Debbie, sure. Debbie, who could shoot a tin can from 500 meters. (laughs) We don't get that. So I'm like, oh, does she, know that Debbie needs this catharsis of shooting and killing the boar mm-hmm. I couldn't I didn't know she just inherently knew because as a bartender she just knows you're what right her she intuits she intuits yeah. people's needs and she knew that she knew that mom needed to shoot that boar yeah shoot that boar down in the end but uh but yeah so then she shoots I will say what I was really hoping for and we didn't get what. And I realized I didn't know this until as they were driving so they're driving off and then they have that that line about going to the city yeah yeah mom's like we're going back to the city and bernie you're coming with us yeah and sasha says well fuck i might join you which i'm like no go to a hospital yeah, yeah. bernie's insides are hanging out yeah of bernie's him. liver is about like, to slip out let's not joke about like we're going to a city tomorrow no get to the <laughs> hospital you guys this is not like a happy fun drive off bernie's been eviscerated yeah and the sun has been dragged off into the deep into yeah. the deep of the night by like, a giant by a feral hog the the sun is probably pregnant with hog babies and we don't know it <laughs> and we don't that's the that's boars yeah well so that was the thing was that what i was waiting for as the car drives off on this like laugh line about going to the city i realized that we didn't know enough about the boar we, because we don't, we don't, it's not like, yeah, you know, we, we don't like have like some prehistoric origin story. Well, yeah. We don't have an, an origin story. We don't have like an identifying scar. We see very little of the boar for obvious reasons that yeah. you weren't going to like put snuff love pickers out there. <laughs> um, so like it's reasonable, but I was like, I don't know that they killed the boar. Right. Which and is so what I was waiting for was intuitive. a second boar or like two more boars to come out of the woods. Yeah. And because like there's snark, no way for us snort. to know. Uh-huh. That would explain a lot of the boar being in all these places at once. Because it's <laughs> yeah. not just one boar. It's multiple boars. Or that, ju- or that just proves your theory of the apparating. Yeah. That the boar is like the boar just self heals and regenerates. <laughs> but I was fully expecting there'd be like as they drove off, there are going to be like two or three other wild boars setting up a sequel. And also that like the threat isn't actually eliminated and that they'd go like trotting off after the car so i was really disappointed by that, that trotting off yeah well, that's it's so how, genteel well that's you know what they do they trot that more <laughs> that more never ran it really did trot like yeah. it was a very it was never a very like aggressive run mm-hmm. i always felt very much like it was like maybe galloping occasionally <laughs> but mostly it trotted so do we feel like that brings us to the end of the reality index yeah i think so i think we really covered like everything that we needed to. yeah yeah, yeah. I do just want to say I really. I mean, you didn't believe that Bernie would leave the outback. Though. Oh yeah, I did. What? Yeah, at the end when she when she's like, Bernie, we're leaving. You're coming with us. She's like, he's like, I would if I'm Bernie. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not leaving. Yeah. What am I gonna do in the city? Look at me. You met me feeding <laughs> lambs. I don't fit. Yeah, I literally don't fit. In I the don't city. fit most places. The like, sequel is Bernie trying to fit into a tiny suit. Yeah. And, like go to an office job. It's, yeah. It's the opening of the Incredibles. Just yeah, live. exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like don't destroy your brother's quality. Like I know he might be about to lose the farm, but surely there's another affordable, smaller house that Bernie can live in out in this area. I, I was and like, like yeah. you're going to give up your bar. 
Sasha, you killed the boar. Yeah. Like you neutralized the threat. You've got a great community here. I didn't, I didn't like mom being so presumptuous about taking them to the city, but though the hospital was necessary. I mean, they need, need to go to the hospital, but also I was waiting for Bernie to be like, are you kidding me? There's a shit ton of boar meat back there that I got to go put in my freezer. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was yeah. waiting for Bernie to be like, I, that, I'm that go is what my dad would do. A boar skin coat. That's the only animal that can provide enough skin <laughs> yeah. for him to wear a coat. It's true. So, an animal that size yeah. is required for an outfit for Bernie. Yeah. Bernie. I want to see Bernie walking through the outback in like wearing the boar's head as a like sort of <laughs> yeah. as a jacket. Yeah as a cape yeah a very very north of the wall yeah kind of look yeah <laughs> yeah very much so um so does that wait, take wait, us jason had a oh, thing i yeah. was i was just gonna say i really wish that they had like belabored the shitty boyfriend getting eaten apart a lot oh, more yeah. yeah that was yeah. it was his, it was so it was quick very funny to watch the boar snatch robbie's body and just keep sprinting with it in his <laughs> mouth <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. And when it cut to the from <laughs> yeah. behind, and it yeah. just yeah, you just see just, like a floppy ragdoll body. That it was, was nice. I just wanted more. You know, we, just we deserved pouncing. more bloodlust, but yeah. watching the hilarity of of Robbie <laughs> just being carried off like a toy, yeah, so like fun. a silly toy, yeah, was very good. Yeah, that character. I just I uh, there is a part of me that doesn't understand having a character that thoroughly unlikable in the movie. Where it's like, give us something. <laughs> yeah. Give us I'm anything to like. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to hate him and I got to hate him the whole time. It's yeah. very satisfying. <laughs> Which I think takes us very now conveniently into dream casting. Oh, I I know. Oh, I know. Because obviously, yeah. obviously the boyfriend is gonna be Miles Teller. I, oh. I was I cast mine as Ansel Ellsgorn just to cover <laughs> our yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna throw this bone to Jordan. Yes, that I I, was, I, I could have said Ansel, but I said Miles. Yeah, I went Ansel. Up. So yeah, that's the shitty boyfriend is, and like that energy works. Like oh, both yeah. of those energies work in their yeah. own way. Oh yeah, I yeah, I definitely, I definitely want him for that. I I feel like. I feel like for the the younger brother, I was like thinking of like the Stranger Things boys, and I feel like, or or like the it like the Losers Club, mm-hmm. and I, I ended up going with Jaden Lieberer. Okay. Who is the, I think it's, is Bill the one with the stutter? Bill, Bill Denbro? Uh, yes. Yes. B- Georgie's brother, I think is Bill. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a very, that's a good one. very tender looking boy. Yep, yep. Maybe not in real life, but like very tender looking boy on screen and like. Totally. I, I, I could see him. has got long neck. Yeah, his, yeah. I could yeah. see him like being like kind of malcontent like that. It's Nathan Jones all the way. <laughs> Gotta be Nathan Jones. Yeah. That uh, character could never be anyone else. No, no. Yeah, and no, I, I, no. I, I honestly liked with his, with like the insert American actor here, Bill Mosley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked, I liked him a lot. He had Will Forte's voice. I said that to my yeah. daddy. And, and, and that, the way the hair, the hair falls straight. He was very, around, he had like, floppy Will straight. Forte hair. Yeah. He was it Will was Forte. Very he should be playing Will Forte's dad. It was very dad. last yeah. man on earth. No, yeah. I, I, I cast Will Forte as the dad in my fantasy casting <laughs> because for so much of it, I kept going, it's Will Forte. This is, this is Will Forte. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, it, it's like the first attempt it's, in the lab at making Will Forte, and then you, you refine the formula, and then you end up with Will Forte. It's it's just an older version of Will Forte's character in uh, Booksmart. Mm, mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Accurate. That. Yes. Have, I just watched it the other week, and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. Well, that, so that would maybe... It, that, he would absolutely make, like, pun-based meatballs. Oh. <laughs> that... Yeah. Then maybe Will Forte is the companion to like instead like for this mom. I like that actress um, that actually played the mom a lot. I thought she was mm-hmm. she just had a great look about her. But um, I would go with Naomi Watts. Okay, who's versatile in any situation and let Naomi Watts be Australian. Yeah, I think sure. is, is important. And I think you build out and uh, and Sasha is 
obviously I also really like the Sasha actress too because she felt extremely natural yeah. but I couldn't end this I couldn't fantasy recast this without putting Samara Weaving okay sure. um, <laughs> also Australian treasure Samara <laughs> Weaving uh, I am uh, I'm, I'm going to appoint myself as like a s- am- ambassador level position in the Samara Nation um, fan situation yeah we the Samara Hive Stan Mara yeah <laughs> Stan Mara Weaving escape it Stan Mara <laughs> That's nothing. So, so Samara is Sasha, Naomi Watts's mom. I'm going to keep Bill Mosley because of his like awkward energy. Uh, we're keeping Bernie in place with Nathan Jones. We've got Jaden Lieberer. We've got Miles Teller yeah. as the boyfriend. And I feel like maybe like I want to make it spicier, but like it doesn't give her much to do. But I still will just like I I feel like I have to put Margaret Qualley in more things. Sure. So make the daughter Margaret Qualley. Oh, in which case I almost feel like you have to recast the boyfriend and make him Pete Davidson. (laughs) That can be your that can be your switch up. You can take Ansel out of it. I can't. So here's the thing. Because I'm going to like I, I don't necessarily need to root for the boar eating Pete Davidson at this moment in time. But if if, but if Miles be, Teller was with Margaret Qualley in the movie from the jump, I'd be like, get root, yeah. rid of Miles Teller. Fair. Don't do this to Margaret. But the mental image of Pete Davidson running down a hillside yelling run <laughs> yes. with his limbs flailing is really entertaining. The A prosthetic Pete Davidson hanging out of the mouth yeah, of, a, exactly. of a computer-generated boar running through an open Pete field Pete Davidson shoving not Will yes. Forte into a boar and then just that's like a very Kermit running off screen <laughs> would be pretty great. Yeah, no, that is that is, that yeah. is a very good point. And he would kind of have that like dirt. He would also have that dirt bag vibe. mood about him. Yeah, yeah. That, I could see that working really well. Yeah. So I'm doing the um, and we completely skipped over what was this movie about because I kept distracting. Oh, from it. oh, and no, I, that's, we got to go back. to Yeah, it. I screw up the order of this for some reason. No, it's time. totally fine. I, I was I kept being like, but no, but the other thing, and I kept getting us off. And this is because I've had two thirds of a glass of wine. I'll start keeping <laughs> episodes going forward. I'll start keeping track of structure. Don't, <laughs> don't keep us on pace. Don't tell me you're not my dad. You're not my step. You're not you're my, my dad or my boss or my, my father. Yeah, you're not my stepdad. You're not my Will Forte dad. <laughs> my my uncle Bernie. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do, Jason. <laughs> so okay, it's okay. Who's You're your- just the ginger to my posh spice. <laughs> who's who's the dream? Okay, so thing? anyway, so what I went with was uh, if I was remaking this, you know, I like to have framed like themes. Yeah, it helps me because I don't have that same ability as you to like just pull from the ether. Right, people. Right. I have to like get into a mode. So for me, this was like okay. I started it around the fact that Bl- Blue and Ken to me were like the Rosencrantz yeah, and Guildenstern totally. of this movie. And oh yeah, and John Jarrett stays. I love John Jarrett. Oh yeah, so he he's stays. fantastic. Yeah. Um, but in this case, I am making the prestige film of the boar. Oh, okay, great. So one, I would absolutely, if I were just making the movie about blue and Ken, but also if I'm like prestige casting, this it's Patrick Stewart, Neen McKellen. Oh, wow. Look at that. Assuming I can pull down. I'm like, guys, do you want to make a movie? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll get gored by bulls. Cause mm-hmm. why weren't we? We got yeah. nothing else going on. Uh, the only person I could think of who's as big as Bernie and also as likable as Bernie is the rock. Okay. So you got to have yeah, the rock there. That. Like, He's just, he's going to be Bernie in this case. I would also see him flashing a smile direct to camera. Yes. You get the Brock oh, smile. to Ice Ice Baby for sure. 100% buy it. Him going head to head, punching a boar in the face. The Rock is one of the only yeah. actors we have today who can do that. It's Leonardo true. DiCaprio clearly cannot. Yeah. Uh, but the, the boar this can. Is where, this is where like the Rock could make the Revenant, but, but Leonardo DiCaprio could not make. The Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah. Absolutely true. <laughs> um, so for Bart, I went Timothy Chalamet. Oh, 
wow. Very prestige casting. I, we're going real prestige yeah, casting that's the, here. That's the son. For the teen shitty son. boyfriend, Ansel Elsgort, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, I was originally like, I couldn't think of a good mom and I was going to go Jennifer Garner, but she's a little too Capital One commercials now. Uh- <laughs> So as I, I will respectfully disagree. I love her. Don't get me wrong. Peppermint I, star Jennifer Garner. Uh, true. Electra Jennifer Garner. I adore Jennifer Garner. Love. Don't get me wrong. I love her. I want to hang out with her. So and her much. Chicken and her marching band costume. I want to hang out with Judy Greer and Jennifer Garner just like all day long. I think Jennifer Garner and I would have a grand time seeing together yeah. needle pointing. Like I would, <laughs> she and I would watch Mary Tyler Moore on my sofa. We would both needle point our respective projects. <laughs> it would be magical, <clears throat> but she's not right for this cast anymore. Okay. So instead I stole your casting and I took Naomi Watts. Okay. And you know what? I think that will work out great. Cause if you, cause I had a thought we'll do this. You slide Naomi Watts in there. I'm going to go Tony Collette. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to go Tony Collette. You take that. You yeah, take Tony. I, I like that. I Okay, so I've got Naomi now. You've got you've cast Tony. Yeah, yeah. This Obviously, is harmony. Will Forte is being cast as the dad. Yeah. The sister is Haley Steinfeld. Oh, good one. Thank good you. Good one. Sasha, Margot Robbie. Anytime. Happy to see it. You, always, love, you love to see it. I just want to see Margot Anytime Robbie. Anytime it's Margot Robbie. Just broadsiding a boar with a truck. Abso-fucking-lutely. But most importantly, because we're going to have a high budget on this, so we're going to actually yeah, be able to do... It's true. Oh, the boar's going to look great in the your movie. The boar's going to look amazing. We're going to have to do mocap on the boar. <laughs> oh, so are you casting the boar? Oh, I am casting the fucking boar. Is this a zag, or is it like the resident Well, once, I got, once I got Will Forte in here, I was like, Bill Hader's the fucking boar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not going Andy Circus. We're going no, Will no, no. Hader Bill in a Hader, suit. Bill Hader is the boar in a mocap suit, making the boar sounds... And this movie, the obviously... The behind-the-scenes footage is going to be... Possibly, I can put that in theaters in, on its own. I feel like we already know, too, that since you've put Margot Robbie in this, this is obviously produced by her banner, Lucky Chap, and mm-hmm. it is being yeah. funded by Warner Brothers, where yeah. she has a development deal. Sure. So yeah. this is going to get a lot of money behind it. Oh, there's so much... So this is going to be a, blo- a summer blockbuster. And yeah, so, I mean, you've got Bernie... The, the Rock... Margot Robbie, like the the who's who of this film, and then you've got Bill Hader yeah. in a mocap suit as the boar, and I just that that was yeah that was the moment where I was like that's going to be fun on the press tour. I'm I'm in on this, and I just want to hear the boar sounds that Bill Hader makes. <laughs> well, and somehow he's still laughing, like at the end of takes and stuff like that. Oh you know? yeah, like he can't stay in boar character. No, he's boar character, absolutely yeah. not. Right when yeah. he's he's chasing, but those when those he's BTS Angel shots Elsgort, from against, against the green screen, yeah. are going to look great. It's Especially when he's running at Ansel Elgort. Yeah. And they're and both like 6'3 or something. It's like, going to be so great. And, and lean. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a good When The look. Rock is fake punching. When he's fighting The Rock. Yeah. Face mono e boar mono. <laughs> at one point, the boar steps on Bernie. And I'm like, that's like what most of lesbian Twitter wants. <laughs> yeah, this is what people. I'm saying. Yeah. This is what like Nathan Jones is just waiting for his entry yeah. into American Thirst Twitter. Yeah. Step on me, Nathan Jones. No, step, step, on, on, step me. on me. Step on me. Minivan boar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Jordan, what do you think this movie was really about? I I think this movie is a rich tapestry, <laughs> and I I think it is. I, I think there it's about family values. I think we see some unconventional characters that become really endearing core points for us, like Ken. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't really necessarily necessarily telegraph. Especially, I think the casting of Jarrett Jack makes that. Uh, sorry. Um, John Jarrett, Jarrett Jack is definitely an athlete. Um, John Jarrett, who is also, who's best known perhaps to American audiences 
as the sadistic killer in the Wolf Creek movies. And he plays that, he's essentially that kind of character, but a sociopathic version. So to see the twist on that with him as like the warm, kindly father figure, I thought that was a nice subversion of expectations. And to see the to see the genetic families being the core of this movies where the married in families like stepdad bites it, bro- boyfriend gets eaten and goes away or gets eaten and dies. So it really is returning to, it really is returning to a family first sentiment Interesting. throughout. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's one for me, but I've got, I've got another one coming up, but so, I'll yeah, let's, let's, now you. Yeah. So for me, and I'm not a hundred percent sure how to really explain this, but there came a point in this movie where I suddenly went, what if the boar, like at first I thought it was like a life, of, I was like, what if the boar and Bernie are in a life of pie situation? No. And Bernie is the, t- like, just like pie, the kid, like a kid is the tiger. Like, <laughs> yeah. what if Bernie is the boar? That is and then fair. Like, and the only thing about that that didn't work was how much of the movie Bernie is not in in the beginning when the boar is terrorizing the countryside. Okay, okay. But by the same token, the fact that Bernie's the only one who really goes hand to hand with the boar and mm-hmm, battles mm-hmm. it. Yep. And like isn't stopped by the boar. Yes. I really kind of feel like maybe, yeah, Bernie's the boar. Like the boar is a manifestation of Bernie's power and the fact that he's kind of an outsider outside of town. I think you're making a very compelling case yeah. here. So I would argue, and the fact that like ultimately, <clears throat> The boar kills the only two members of the family that are considered potential, like, other alternate alphas uh-huh, uh-huh. that could usurp his power. And they're interlopers. Yeah. And then instead, he lets Bart live. Mm-hmm. And so he almost, like, drags him to safety. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, part of me really wonders if maybe Bernie is, in some way, the boar, it would also explain why the boar can just magically transport uh-huh. himself places Bernie is somehow manifesting said boar well and also the boar is the boar is is tearing apart the landscape and and killing people and ripping up fence posts and Bernie is under threat of losing his farm true he is he is a man of the land he is yeah. a man of nature and he wants to live among his lambs yeah and the wide open spaces but that is being taken away from him presumably by like a bank yeah. So a very, a very man-made structure that is imposing its will on him when he's just trying to live free. So yeah, I think that plays in. I think that absolutely does. Live free or die. Yeah. No, Bernie, I think that I think that maybe it is a, a manifestation of Bernie's <coughs> subconscious and that yeah. No, yeah. No, Bernie, and that's why, like, at the end when Bernie is finally safe because he has his his core around him, and that's yeah. when the boy, the boy finally dies. No, nope, I think this is a great point. Yeah, but I think Jordan, I think this does tie in though yeah. to your feelings on this. Which you know, what is the other thing you think this movie? My is my next thing about this is from my love of Australian cinema, um, and particularly Australian genre films. I spoke to <laughs> I spoke to a handful of directors two years ago, Australian. Uh, directors who had made all put out horror films in the year 2017 that reached the United States. And one of those was the Belco experiment. And uh, the director of that, Greg McLean, also did Wolf Creek. And that ties into what I think this movie is about because there is a great theme that runs throughout Australian cinema, particularly in the genre space, of the tension between the developed urban areas and the wild outback. And you have the rim of the country that is obviously the most heavily populated area, and that is where a lot of the most of the white population lives. And then you have the interior, which is far less developed, and that is where you'll find like the First Nation people. That's where you find more, that's where Aboriginal communities will live compared to, say, setting up shop in Sydney. Sure. And so there is a tension between the wild untamed and the and the civilized, quote unquote, civilized 
rim of the country. And, and a quote that Greg gave to me when I, I wrote an article about this was something I really enjoyed. Which he said, if you talk about the subconscious of a country and the making of that place, Australia was basically the dumping ground for the scum of England, except for the people who were originally there, the Aboriginal people. He continued, Australia has that inherent conflict in it as a place. It is basically a huge kind of untamed world, and it has this overlay of society that has tried to control it. A lot of Australian cinema, unconsciously or consciously, reflects that kind of layer of civilization that has chaos bursting through with devastating results. And you see that in movies uh, like Wake and Fright very heavily, which is an intense mind fuck of a movie uh, that involves violent deaths of kangaroos that were not staged. Um, <clears throat> there's actually a really violent kangaroo hunt that happens in the middle of that movie. And they just killed kangaroos? Yeah, they went out and just like with a spotlight and a camera and started oh. shooting at kangaroos. Oh, God. It's made in like the 70s. Like, oh, this so is, they can do that. Yeah, th th it's like exploitation yeah. cinema wave. And you have a bit of that too in Picnic and Hanging Rock, that unease yeah. with, with young women in the wild sort of thing and, and breaking out and coming into their sexual maturation. And then obviously you have movies like Razorback, the creature feature that I mentioned earlier. Um, and then you have the Mad Max films. Like this is the country that gave us the Mad Max films. Yeah. And you have this great tradition too of the the Australian madman in cinema where you get that, you get a core one of those through each of the Mad Max movies. And then you have that, a great example of that with John Jarrett in Wolf Creek. And it's just an incredible tradition of villainy. And at the heart of it, I think, is that opposition between the wild untamed and like the civilized urban sets. And so I think that is something that really ties this into a an incredible greater tradition of Australian cinema and I think it's something that boosts how much I really like it because it contextually connects those things that I love in older movies with this new one that's inherently silly and bombastic but is like oh this feels so substantial really when I tie it into these other things that I love so what's interesting about that is that contact like <clears throat> casting wise then you actually take two actors who have been very emblematic of mm -hmm. that sort of the yep. wildness of the madmen, yep. and you put them up against an even greater wild foe. Yep. So yep. it's actually like as yeah, with, with Nathan know, Jones from Mad Max Fury yeah. Road and with John Jarrett from from Wolf Creek, like two of the you actually put them up against mm -hmm. something really interesting, like having a an even bigger wild outdoor thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's a cool layer. Yeah. I think it's really awesome. I really like that because my only knowledge going into this of like Australians and their their sort of like tightrope walk with the insanity of their own land is mm -hmm. like you see it in their in their idioms such as I would bite the ass of a duck yeah, or I, yeah. I'm not here to fuck spiders when it's like <laughs> in America we don't have those phrases because we have a suitable fear of the wilderness right right and in Australia they're like well this entire continent is trying to kill us that is an Australian I'm not described that to me once as spiders yeah like as as the the, the continent is and I think something I saw on uh, something a, uh, a writer I follow on Twitter once said that like the reality of Australia is what people think like Africa is. Yeah. Like the dark continent no, and all these wilds. It's, it's like Australia. You know, that the actual like continent that is trying to consume you perhaps under every rock and every turn might be yeah. it might be the flora and fauna of Australia no, when you I'm, get yeah. into the interior lands. Once you in the interior lands, they're just people who have their homes and they're like, oh, hey, look. It's a spider the size of a frying pan on our door. I'm not leaving the house today. And meanwhile, I'd be like, I'm gonna burn down my house because I can't live here anymore. <laughs> there is a there is a there like this is off topic, but I just do want to say that Rose Byrne has a great anecdote about like the titular bird, like that her her village is named her town is named for that she comes from in Australia. She actually did an impression of that bird on 
on a, a late night talk show once that she was on with Bobby Cannavale. And so like you have Australians like talking about like their country and pop culture and they'll have these stories about like their experiences with wild animals. And I remember Margot Robbie did an interview once where she was talking about like uh, she was sitting on the computer and just like noodling around. She's a teen. She's a bitchy teen. And her mom's like, hey, Margot, can you come outside and just help me with this snake? Which is nothing either of us have ever been asked. Not a sentence. No, no. I grew up in the Love Valley of Oregon. Like I didn't grow up in Los Angeles, but the like, no, my mom was never like, I, there's a snake out here of such size. I need your help. She we- moved snakes every once in a while. While, but it was like I need an assist on the snake my brother once thought he saw a snake in the ivy as a child and my <laughs> mother called the fire department <laughs> we live in the hills right there yeah. is nothing but snakes up there yeah, and coyotes and, co- and like and my mom my brother thought he saw a snake in the ivy <laughs> and my mom's response was to call the fire department there's no world in which she'd be like Amanda come outside we gotta go figure out where the snake in the ivy is <laughs> And conversely, yeah. for like the tension between for the tension between like suburban development and and the wilds in Australia, Margot talks about her mom going out like, you know, I need your help this thing. She's like, and Margot's sitting on the computer and she's like, no. And her mom's <laughs> like, no, it just I mean, it's pretty big. Like, if you could help me with a hand, and Margot's she's like, you know, it's so busy, mom. No. <laughs> and so her mom goes out and she doesn't hear from her mom for a couple minutes and looks out the window and her mom's being constricted. <gasps> By a large, like it's wrapped around her, and her mom's like wrestling the snake outside. <laughs> so Marco has to flee the house and help untangle the snake from around oh her mom. Oh my god! She's like, yeah. So the lesson from that is, um, if your mom asks you to help the snake, say yeah. Yeah. It's like yes. yes. <laughs> and that's it. Wasn't it was a notable story in her life, but probably not so notable that perhaps many of her countrymen wouldn't be like, oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's not like a... It's like moose in Alaska. Well, they're, they're basically pests. Yeah, it's not like... That's not a, wow, what a crazy story. It's like, yeah, that's how you learn that you help your mom with the snakes. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that, so then I, I did what my mom asked after that, and I yeah. helped her with the snakes. But yeah, so that that's just it's just all side details about the uh, the thematic tension between the urban the urban and the rural and the, and the wild in Australia. Okay. So, and since we've already done Dreamcasting, I guess that brings us to the end of our show. Yeah, that's We're, it. I think we've really given some good deep contextual resonance to bore here. I actually, so I've come out the other side of this movie. <laughs> I, having watched, I was like, that's a movie. Uh-huh. Um, and then, I, which was not made better by the fact that then I left the house and went and saw Hustlers with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was mm. a double feature that was rough. Because like, <laughs> anything in, like, I almost came on this podcast saying was like, so we're a Hustlers fan yeah, podcast Yeah, now. we are. Yeah, we're now a Hustlers Which fan account. Every single conversation you and I have had since, and we mm-hmm. have many, um, has been at least in part about that film. <laughs> yes. Um, but I wasn't 100% on this movie. I, fair. My appreciation, and it was totally script-based. I My issues <laughs> were really like, I felt like it could have been a tighter script. I felt like it could have been a more efficient script. There, like I, I in my head was the whole time kind of revising it. The casting was fantastic. There were so many elements of it I liked, and it would have come in lower until you and I had this conversation. Oh, right. That, I feel like that's a best case scenario. Bumped for this. it up for me a little bit. I don't know that I would really rewatch it, but it, sure, like on my own. But I might say to someone. Oh shit! You guys see this movie Bore? You're like, and then definitely listen to the Companion podcast. Yeah, about abs- it. I mean, abs- <laughs> everything now is, and also listen to the Companion podcast. I posted a thirst pic of myself, and I was like, and also check out my podcast. <laughs> like once I started doing numbers, I was like, um, podcast. So then, where does this bring your level of raging so inferno? I would have probably put it around a two and a half before. I'm gonna give it a full inferno. More, give it a three and a half. 
You know what? And I actually put it at like the same amount. I'm like a three, three, five, three, seven, five towering infernos. It's like, it's a very, it is a solid movie. Mm -hmm. It is not like 90 minutes. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing about this movie that now in retrospect, I'm like, ugh. I just didn't see the point. Yeah. Like, I didn't walk away from this movie feeling like there was missed potential. That's a good point. That's a good point. It is exactly what it feels like it set out to be. It could be better, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that there's missed potential that made it somehow worse, if that distinction makes sense for me. Yes. Yeah. And Jason, what about you? Um... For me, I'm I think he's going to come in harder on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit tougher of a critique. This is fine. Yeah. It's it's tough because I did I did, I genuinely enjoyed this movie. I thought it was crazy. I did have like a big issue with the fact that the women were insanely helpless yeah. for like the entire movie until the very end. Sasha was always cool. Sure. Sasha was always Sasha cool. Sasha wasn't sure. in a situation where she could do anything to yeah. be fair. But was she was really real just, real cool at the bar. Yeah, it was it was just Debbie and and shitty stepdaughter or shitty daughter who really had any chance to do anything and not be helpless. And sure. yes, I agree. They were fucking... I mean, Debbie was mostly in shock for most of it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But shitty daughter's in ongoing insistence that we should build a fire. First, in, indoors. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, good way to get smoke. <laughs> in, a, in a wooden in yeah. a wooden building. Like, no, she... I was like, just suck yeah. it up. You're cold. Your yeah. brother just died <laughs> by boar, you idiot. Yeah. There was a lot of... For a large portion of the movie, I was like... Do these people not respect women? Like the people who are making <laughs> yeah. this movie, because yeah. this is like a weird caricature of women as a whole. Uh-huh. Yeah, know. fair. Um, but in general, it was it was fun to watch. I I'll, I'll I'll give it like a like a three. Okay, definitely okay. enjoyable. You know, not a movie I'm gonna like revisit all the time. But yeah. it feels it feels generous for what you're saying too. So yeah. I think that that's a think, that's a, that's a plenty solid ranking. Right. Yeah, and okay. I like movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like movies. Yeah, I think we can put it above. Like our low bar right now is Make a Fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. sits firmly above. So Megafall. that's the thing is like, let's put it above. Like we're ranking it mentally above Megafall. Yeah. But like, I know yeah. that for you, that's a a, a real rough three. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, a grudging peer, three. A peer pressure three. Yeah. I think. I think so, that's a. I think that's a I, peer pressure three. Yeah. That's a peer pressure three. <laughs> so that then that is the yeah. conclusion. So of us on board, which means week, yeah. Next week is uh, I was I was had a hankering for something involving tornadoes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are watching Stone Nados. A that is yes, that is Stone Nados. S T O N A D O S. Yes. Yeah. Um set in Boston. It is about uh tornadoes in the Boston area, and I, I think that they throw some stones. Sure. Um, Must be. It has the dad from One Tree Hill is the most notable name in this film. <laughs> <laughs> you can theoretically rent it on Amazon, yeah. on YouTube. It's true. On Google Play. You can also Find it in its entirety, upload it onto YouTube. Yes. I am now, of course, saying you should pay for your film. Yes. You should pay for good quality programming. (laughs) That being said, if you Google Stornados and go to YouTube, you will find the one hour, 34 minute entirety, 720p upload of it. As of right now. As of right As now. Of right now. This, this podcast could be so wildly popular yeah, by next true. week <laughs> that you can't access it, in which case we will have led these stonatosons <laughs> and uh, it will be available hopefully on streaming systems. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, should we also... Read the reviews? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've got two to shout out here. Yeah. Um, we've got one five-star review from Sassafras545. I mean, we have more than two to shout out, but we should just shout out two right now. 
I did uh, not mean to do that. <laughs> Amanda played our own podcast yeah. on the podcast. Recursive, uh, recursive podcast. This five-star review from Sassafras, 545, uh, titled, Like hanging out with your BFFs, ellipsis, and then another ellipsis, who happened to be really, well, really articulate, well-versed in pop culture and geology, with an appreciation for movies that know exactly what they are and <laughs> revel in it. It's true. Give it a listen, friends. Yeah. Woohoo. Oh, we did, we have a Jackie Dadley Jr. Oh, um, the pod. This podcast cured my blindness. <laughs> Happy which to help. I look. I can't guarantee that will happen to everybody. <laughs> Results not guaranteed. But it can't hurt to try. <laughs> I work in corporate banking, and I have the hardest time stifling my laughter while listening to this podcast at work. Jordan and Amanda are hysterical, witty, and beyond enjoyable to listen to. That's nice. They bring a unique angle in criticism to, or sorry, in critiques to one of the most slept on genres in cinema. Accurate. Also, this podcast cured my blindness, and I realize I don't actually work in banking, and I've been pressing keys on a broken keyboard for the last four years. (laughs) My wife left me, but thank goodness I am a disaster diva. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. If literally, if nothing else. Be a disaster diva. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can't, it might cure your blindness. It might not save your marriage. <laughs> and make sure uh, we, we've still got some reviews left to read for, for next week. But, uh, you know, the list is dwindling down. So yeah. anyone out there, yeah, make get sure you... On it. Uh, we, really, yeah. we really gorged ourselves. I got real excited last week at the prospect of reading reviews. Yeah. I really just blew our review load. <laughs> so let's let's re... Uh, let's, let's fill the coffers our, back up. Yes, yeah, let's, let's, let's fill them back up. <laughs> That's uh, a much nicer way of saying it than whatever I was going to go for. <laughs> get some more in there but we appreciate all the reviews yeah. uh if you're liking the show five stars really helps um if if you don't like the show then uh wh- why are you listening yeah you <laughs> if you don't like the show opt out you know just don't listen <laughs> opt out, yeah. like you have bandwidth is precious yes <laughs> it really is it's a limited resource and one day we're gonna be living in a mad max future where some immortan joe figure yep. uh decides to uh, hoard all the bandwidth and, and i'm gonna and find nathan jones and i'm gonna he's gonna protect <laughs> exactly. me he's gonna carry you around in his teeth <laughs> like a kitten <laughs> with its mama cat. All exactly. Right. Where can they find us on social media? Okay. Uh, so you can find us. Jordan, where are you? I am at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. I am at Amanda R. Tubbs. That's Tubbs with two Bs. I am Jason Halftones. And the podcast is at Disaster underscore Girls. Um, you can email us if you choose to. Uh, we're at Disaster Girls, po- or sorry, not at. We're DisasterGirlsPod at gmail.com. Um Rate and review. We're on iTunes, Spotify. You're listening to us one way or another. So whatever (laughs) device that is on... Please, if there's a way to rate and review it, yeah. rate and review it. I will say, if you uh, if you leave a review on like Google Play or Stitcher or Spotify or something like that, uh, send us an email and let us know you did that. I mean, I'll try to check all of them pretty frequently, but uh, if there's reviews on there, it's certainly possible we might miss them since Apple Podcasts is kind of the, the main hub. It's unfortunate, but it's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week, the movie is Stonados. 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 Yes. Multiple, because you can't have just one. Can't so just we, one. Will, we will catch up with you all again on the Stonados side. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>